Um, a day, the same day, four years later from Colin Kaepernick taking a knee and losing his career, um, nearly the same day of Jackie Robinson Day, um, we have a moment in history we're going to go and look back on for years to come, guys, because um, yesterday and today, the NBA, the MLB, the WNBA, um, some of the tennis leagues, and finally the NHL have all suspended games after players, emphasis on players boycotting because police brutality, racial inequality, nothing has changed, guys. Yeah, just uh, to, I, I'm not I'm not sure if you said the MLS. Uh, MLS, they did. They, 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 they put on a today too. I don't know if there were games today. I'll double check. So you keep going. But yesterday's uh, multiple of them were postponed. Mm-hmm. And I should actually correct, but not every MLB game has been. There were a few no. that still went on, unfortunately. But the Jays and the Red Sox, the Red Sox were a key part of you know stopping all that. In the NBA, Milwaukee were very much at the front. I believe OKC was as well. Um, the Raptors had been talking about it a couple of days. We could see it coming, guys, but. I don't know about you guys. I'd love to know to get your thoughts on this. When you first saw the announcement that the Bucks had boycotted their game, what did you guys feel? Because I had the same sort of feeling about when the NBA shut down like around like a few months ago due to COVID. I had that same kind of sinking feeling. What about you guys, starting with you, Alex? Uh, just before there was no uh, MLS game scheduled today, but all of them that by the time the Bucks game had started, I believe all of them were postponed. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to answer your question, it, I, I mean, I had it on TV. I, I didn't realize what was going on. I hadn't checked Twitter. I hadn't checked Facebook. I hadn't checked Instagram. I'm like, okay, let's put, uh, let's put something, let's put a basketball game on, I think. And man, like, you could feel it. Like I heard it the other day. I brought it up on the podcast, Stephen A. Smith talking about it and it hit, it hit something different. I I don't know why, but it just felt, it's like, wow. Yeah. Like what you said, it, it, it felt like these, the, when the season shut down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Daniel, what about you? Um, for me, I know that there were some rumblings already after the Brooklyn Nets, Ra- uh, Toronto Raptors series that, you know, the Celtics, the Raptors were thinking of something that they were going to do. And it was weird. Like, um, it's those kind of things where, like, you know, these things should happen, but you're never really ready until it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I actually planned in my day to watch the Milwaukee game because I'm like, it's an elimination game. And then suddenly when you see the reports, you see – you know, the, the the ball boys putting back the basketballs. I know they use that footage a lot. And to see that become like a, tr- you know, that trickled down to everything else or it kind of just led to everything else was pretty surprising to me. But something that, you know, it's 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 like it was it's an expectation that I thought it was going to happen. Uh, we should mention, by the way, um, it is not a Wednesday. It is not a Sunday. But the three of us felt that we should record something. We don't know how long we're going to go for here. This is going to be more of a free-flowing discussion. You know, we we kind of stopped on the Jacob Blake stuff at the beginning of last episode. We didn't go too much into it, though. And I feel like we all kind of had a sense that there was something bigger coming. And it's kind of save a discussion. And, you know, Throughout the season, we always plan on having a hockey culture discussion with all the Akeem Ali, the Bill Peter stuff. We never got around to it. So again, now we have a chance to kind of do that, but on a much bigger scale here. It is 9.09 p.m. It's Thursday, August 27th, guys. And I guess, would you guys like to start with the NHL and their initial, the league's initial response to yesterday? Uh, Daniel, why don't you start? Yeah, um, it's kind of the same thing that everyone kind of said. Like, the first thing I saw was Chris Johnson being disappointed about what the approach was, that all of these other leagues are doing something tangible, and the NHL is just saying, you know, end racism, you know, which has been a thing that, you know, good, great message, but it's something that they've been already kind of giving 
to the people this whole playoffs. Um, the statements, you know, those are great, but those can only go so far. And it's the same thing that we talked about before. Uh, you know, we, we barely saw you no know, like once, you know, Matt Dumba was was out of the playoffs, you know, Darnell Nurse, Malcolm Subban, you know, where was kind of like that activism we were kind of seeing, you know, it kind of went back to that team identity kind of thing where, you know, you don't, you don't stick out, you do for what's best for the team, you know, you listen to your coach and now it's just, it's just like, you know, they're doing it now, which is great, but it's just at the same time, it's like, oh, it's like we kind of had to force our hand to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I'm going to use, so I'm going to use a, a quote that uh, Jeff Merrick use, uses all the time for, um, well, he talks about it in hockey, but we're going to use it now. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So let's let like we should have done like this should have been happening yesterday, today. Like you, the NHL. I feel the NHL it was not reading the room. No, and for some context, we'll add that. So as we find out that all these other leagues initially with um, the Brewers with the MLB, of course, the whole of the NBA and that whole just explosion and earthquake in sports. All we heard from the NHL initially was um, NHL um, vice commissioner, what am I calling vice commissioner? Um, Bill Daly saying to Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, um, deputy commissioner, sorry, that the NHL had no plans to postpone any games, though the players were free to do whatever. And initially the only thing the league, the league did, we it's very important in this scenario to separate the league and yes, the players. Yes, yes. a sort of very blanket sort of we don't, you know, we want to end racism. You know, we encourage the fans to do it as well. It was less than 40 seconds and a, a moment of silence that was, in my opinion, um, felt like the shortest moment of silence I have ever heard. In one game. In one game. One game. Yes. They Not even the second one. They didn't do it. No, they did not do it for the 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 Columbus or the Colorado. Colorado. The biggest thing I have, the biggest thing I have with the NHL is that again, again they've dropped the ball. Uh, it and listen, play or don't play. The the NBA or their players. Let's be clear. The NBA players have said we are not going to play. The NBA players have also been doing stuff before right in having the different having the phrases on the back of their jersey having black lives matter on the court being extremely um open during press conferences about talking about these things whereas i i don't feel like that the nhl i I feel the nhl is is lagging behind play like listen do what you feel is right but do something and i feel the nhl is not it is is barely scratching the surface on what they they can even be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a big thing for me has been uh, it's based on a tweet from Draymond Green about platform. So he kind of said something a lot of people disagreed with him, where he said that you know he's all for activism, but he has to realize that it you know they have a game to play that you know that's the platform they're gonna focus on. But I think that no matter what, they're gonna have that huge platform to say something, you know. Like I always come back to that idea where like I think, I think it was said. I, I believe it was Donald Trump saying to LeBron James to shut up and dribble. No, no, it was. Oh um, no, it Fox was not. News. It was Fox News. Fox. I apologize. As yeah. you say that, I'll go find out who it was. Okay, well, like I remember that, and like it is a platform that you know, who like you know, millions of people are going to listen to, and the fact that you have someone like you know LeBron James who is arguably the face of the NBA coming out with these statements, you know, being a focal point in, in, uh, in this movement, you know, it's the same thing that you see in the NHL. Like, do they, I think like sometimes they don't realize the platform they're on or there is that fear of like coming out to say, you know, we support this like wholeheartedly. Like, you know, imagine if Sidney Crosby said something, if Connor McDavid something, said something. Uh, just, yeah. it, it was Laura in, in, Ingraham. Sorry, okay. for, I apologize if I mispronounced. Oh, that, no problem. But, My apologies um, for the initial mistake. No worries. I, that's that, and of course, Fox News. Um, 
Yeah, man. Like dropping the ball. I, I, I don't from in terms of listen, and I tweeted this out yesterday. I went on a little bit of a tear yesterday. I, I yeah. might have been a little <laughs> upset or a little bit on edge. Um Blaming the league or bla- and blaming the players are not mutually exclusive things. Let's let's not forget that. And I feel like we, because I see it, I see it happen a lot when you know. Okay, when it comes to when they when uh, there's a lockout or a strike, we blame it on the league or we blame it on the players. In this scenario, no, you blame it on both of them. You bl- you have to you have to put blame on both of them for acting too late. I'm very happy that the NHL finally act finally decided to act, and their players finally decided to act as well. Okay, so let's 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 stay on on, on the players here, um, because today the Western Conference teams uh, they all did a press conference. Every every player was there. Um, and at the podium speaking was Nazem Kadri, Pierre-Edward Bellamar, Ryan Reeves, Jason Dickinson, the Dallas Stars. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Sorry. Reeves. Did I say Ryan Reeves? Yes. Yes. Ryan Reeves. Okay. Um, if I'm forgetting anyone, sorry. Then he didn't ask them a question because um, Jason Dickinson did not get a lot of attention there. Um, and then the, play, the coaches of each of those four Western teams that talked. Um, representatives of the Eastern teams did, but there was not much there. We can talk about that later, though. Um, there was criticism yesterday drawn to um, specific. First of all, like after the Islanders Philly game, uh, one of the Islanders were asked about it, and I think it was a bit unfair to ask an Islanders player who was playing during all of this and then just lost in overtime. And you're like, the NBA just shut down. What are your thoughts? And then what people really had a problem was it seemed that the Colorado Avalanche and the Dallas Stars just kind of didn't take that second and just played. And we can, we can have this discussion here because it, it, Ron McLean asked a really interesting question to, I think it was Akeem Aliu, Akeem Alou, sorry, and uh, Matt Dumba of like, who is worse, the man who immediately, or who is better, the man who immediately says, no, I'm not doing something, or the man who takes a second to think and does nothing. So I want to get, I'm actually on the side of Colorado and and then Dallas here because you're in the whole mindset. Not only are you in a bubble right now, your whole focus is the game. Um, And unfortunately, NHL players are not quite in the whole mindset of all this change that NBA players are in. That is just a fact when you are like a primarily white league versus a primary black league. And I just don't know how it's not right, but it's true. I I think we should, I I think it's better to put it that way. If I'm being honest. And I get if they just went along with it, because I mean, I, I just don't know if, you can expect those guys in that situation. It's like, you could tell like even Ryan Reeves was talking, yeah. Jason Dickinson. It's like, we just don't have the time there to yeah. reflect. Okay. Like they're ready. They're in there. Absolutely. I'm here. I- can I, can I give you the rebuttal? Just, I, I, yeah. yeah so no. the, 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 the thing is, is my understanding of what went down in Mil- again, in the Milwaukee game yesterday is Milwaukee showed up knowing that they weren't going to play, but mm-hmm. they, they, but, the Orlando Magic weren't were caught off guard. Like they 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 went to the arena yesterday, knowing they were go, they were thinking we're going to play this game, and that's that's it. There was no they weren't planning on boycotting. So, if your excuse is it, it, for me, it's like, hey, Orlando said got together, went back to their dressing room, and decided within five minutes, not even that we're going to. No, we're not going to play this game, right? So I, I fully understand. I, I fully understand that thing. But you look at how how Orlando handled it, and look at how Colorado and Dallas handled it, knowing that there was more than there was multiple hours in between those games and the situation that was happening. Let's not pretend like no one found out. Like, and I know we'll get to this guy later, but I. A hundred percent do not believe Alain Vigneault one bit that he didn't know what was going on. I do not believe him at all. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Daniel, feel free to chime in in a second here. Because I, I'd also, and again, I am neither saying it was mm -hmm. right or wrong because at the end of the day, it, it is probably the right thing for the players to sit down and say, no, we shouldn't do this. I, I would also say though, like, and again, Alex and I here, we're having a calm discussion here. This doesn't mean you're talking about the bubble or anything. Like, heated arguments here. No, absolutely. It's, also, it's like, I think going into the bubble, the whole idea around the NBA and mm -hmm. their stars was like, is this even right to begin with? It felt like they were always questioning it. When, Kyrie. Yeah, and the NHL were like, their concern was never really about that. There was the thing of family in yeah. that, but then there was the famous, when Price had that picture of him leaving his kids, that was the turning point. It wasn't world issues. It was, it was more personal for the NHL players. I, no, I fully understand that. And, and can we, let's, let's clear something up because I think there's a lot of, a lot of garbage, I'm going to call it, going on on Twitter right now. Because I think what we're having right now, the three of us, the discussion that we're having is extremely important. And the exact thing that people, that the NBA, uh, the players were hoping that people would do. And I know it's a different conversation and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get to that point. But I thought, because you said that just to clear that up now, I think it's important that we're having this discussion. Also a calm, respectful. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Course, yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Um, I think like one silver lining out of it was I think it was one reporter that asked Kale McCarr, what do you f feel about the distractions kind of going on? And he, you know, said, you know, I don't see them as distractions. So, you know, pat on the back on him for it. But I don't know. It just, it's so wrong that there's been a delay in my heart, but it just, you know, this is so NHL to me. <laughs> this is like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's it reminds me of when you want to get you know things processed. It's not like a snap decision kind of thing. It's like you gotta have to wait to be like, okay, let's let's decide what we're gonna do. It's just it's like lining up to get your passport. <laughs> in my opinion, it's just you know maybe there will be a result there or there'll be a response <laughs> there, but you know you have to wait for it. And the fact that. It just kind of leads to everything that, you know, I, I wasn't surprised with what they said after the, you know, the post-game interviews that it's, you know, these, these blanket statements uh -huh. that were still coming out that, you know, I like that, you know, there's the Hockey Diversity Alliance, but, you know, these are the guys that, how many of them? There's only like a few of them. And they're still not getting like a full support. You know, the one thing that really surprises me that these guys are continually saying a bunch of these things. And, you know, it's not like, their teammates are all coming together and saying something like, you know, we had that initial moment with Logan Couture, but you know, like his tweet thing, you know, just like leave that as it is, but it was nothing compared to what happened. Yeah. Not even 12 hours later. That's uh -huh. yeah, that's true. So like for me, it's just, you know, it's that whole group effort thing. Like it's, it's, it's there when, I feel like it's, it's appropriate where like, you know, they couldn't say anything else. Like they reached a point where, it's like, hey, look at everyone else. What is the NHL doing? They're like, oh, yeah, we don't want to be excluded. We don't want to be seen as those people that, you know, kind of excuse this. So, like, let's do something. I have a question for you guys before we, before we move on from the players. If the NH, let's say, because we're talking about the players, if the players, all of them decided to link arms and kneel, like they should have been doing from the beginning, but they decided to keep playing, would that would you have found that to be enough or or yeah i guess enough is the right way to put it sorry say that again if the nhl players last night let's say the boston and color boston and tampa and the colorado and dallas game they decided that during the national anthems that they were going to link arms and kneel together like they should have been like the nba guys have been doing since the beginning would that have been enough for you or would you still have expected them to stop playing because of what was going on around them? Go ahead, Daniel. <laughs> I think for me, it's going to be that same thing, Jeff, the Jeff Merrick thing, where, you know, they probably shouldn't ha should have been doing this already. And what I kind of feel is that, you know, when everyone's kind of progressing to, you know, bigger moves, 
it's that same thing. It's like, oh, the NHL is late again. They're going to do mm-hmm. this. And it's like, it just like feels to me just like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like those things where like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, how to describe it? It's like a range of something where, you know, like everyone is already here, but not range, a race. Like everyone's already here. Yeah, they're behind. They're just behind and it's like they're brisk. They're, they're taking their time. Can I make a Formula One analogy? Yeah, you can go ahead. It's like uh, the NBA is Max Verstappen and the NHL is Alex Albon. Oh. And he gets lapped <laughs> and they just keep getting lapped. I'm sorry, Daniel. Just- Albon's too nice of a person. Um, <laughs> you know what? I also, I think about stuff like this. Um, a big difference between the NBA and the NFL. And I mentioned it with like, the different things of like. NFL or NHL, sorry. Sorry, NHL, NHL. I'm not going to talk about the NFL. That league has its own problems. Yeah. Um, it's like, I wonder if like, like the other thing, NHL players, like they're already, they don't know how to talk to the media because they're just like the whole thing of like pucks and deep is just so ingrained in their minds. Right. They like, again, they're mostly white. I mean, how many, I think I, I'm not making a joke. I think most of the players in the diversity alliance are most of you know the colored athletes in the NHL. Um, Can I just point out something? Sorry, I just remembered this from the New York yeah. Post. Mm-hmm. They had a picture of Malcolm Subban, Darnell Nurse, and Matt Dumba, and they said black NHL players. <laughs> um, Sorry, know, say that again. They had a picture of Darnell Nurse, Malcolm Subban, and Matt Dumba. Okay, and they're like black NHL players. What do you mean? Okay. Like just being they like, could listen listed them by name. Yeah, yeah. like oh, that and Matt Dumba's Asian. Oh, oh no! It's like how um is it Charlie Montoya who's the the thingy of the uh, of the Blue Jays? Yeah, the manager. Everyone's calling him Mexican when he's like Puerto Rican. Yeah. Like, oh. Um, but like, sorry, what I was saying before is you also wonder if like the, the NHL players. And, like, this does – it helps that guys like Shattenkirk reached out to Ryan Reeves today. Mm-hmm. That because they don't – like, I've talked about this before. I'm white. I've never, like, had been looked at sideways by a police officer. It's because they've never kind of, like, lived through that stuff. That they just don't know how to deal with it. And that's even more criticism on that because then it should not have taken a second shutdown of both seasons for them to go out and be like – Hey, so um, what can we do besides putting something on Instagram, which all the other guys who did that have disappeared all of a sudden, a.k.a. every star? Yeah. Listen, listen I, I think I, I fully understand that, but let's not pretend that these guys don't go on social media and don't see what their NBA counterparts are saying or they don't see what the, the likes of Stephen A. Smith, the likes of Kenny Kenny Smith, the likes of, like, you go on ESPN, let, go I'm listing NBA guys because those guys are the ones with the most personality and the ones who actually who actually talk and you can look at the NFL too. I just, unfortunately I don't follow the NFL that much and I couldn't list those guys by name, but listen, man, like there's all these different stories. Like let's not pretend like the NHL, the, these players don't hear these things. Mm-hmm. You know what? You, you try and play devil's advocate for NHL players and it just, it does not work. It's no, hard. It's, it's, it's getting old. And, and I fully understand why you're doing it, Adam, but I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. What Daniel? I'll just try to like keep a sense of, I guess, journalistic balance. Yeah, please, no one think it's like Adam's a huge racist. I'm not. No, no, no. We, we know, we know. It's like obviously... looking from the player's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I love these players. I love this league, but man, the past twenty four hours just makes it so hard to be an NHL fan. Um, we talked about him. Let's talk about Alain Vigneault. Before before we move away from the players, I found this tweet. I found the tweet I was looking for. Uh, sure. Let's. Let's give a shout out. Uh, well, obviously you brought up Kevin Shankirk before, but this is from Larry Brooks of the uh, New York Post. Uh, this this afternoon, I, around 3 p.m., he said uh, he was told that the Canucks were the driving force behind ultimate position mm-hmm. taken by players not to play today. Uh, according 
to source uh, Islanders and Philly were going to play tonight, but Canucks stance shifted the dynamic heading into PA call. Uh, Vancouver was scheduled to play Vegas tonight. So the already fun team of Vancouver is really living up to their funness. So shout out to those guys. Mm-hmm. Harder Ryan Singh was on with Ron McLean during the conversation earlier today. And um, Harder Ryan Singh was saying like, like the Canucks have a very kind of special heart and like, place in the heart of like the South Asian community, apparently in Vancouver. And apparently like hearing that from the Canucks was massive for them. So again, I joke that I don't like the Canucks cause of like, I joke about 2011, Yeah. but like, man, that team, um, they're fun. Um, yeah. And it's nice to see they have some just genuine people there. Um, like a lot of energy, I think like not mm-hmm. just on the ice production, but just a lot of the things they've been able to do in terms of like activism and, you know, just you know, staying strong with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, though, whenever, you know, in situations like this, you try and highlight the good, but there's just seems to be more and more bad. Um, we talked about Elaine Vigneault before, in, but it was the whole thing of, like, him talking about Brendan Gallagher's injury with just and all that. Um, so this was a um, – so Vigneault, when asked about some of the post um, – you know, everything happening with, um, you know, the NBA and everything post Jacob Blake stuff. And Vino said, and I quote, this is head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. Was that today or was that yesterday after the game? Uh, he was asked yesterday about it. Okay. Um, but, but still. No, but we talked about before you, if they're in the middle of a game and they boycott, like, I, I guess maybe it depends on the question. Um, Right. Well, well, okay, read the quote. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting off, t- off topic. He says, I really have no idea what's going on in the outside world. I'm working 20 hours a day. I guess I'm a hockey nerd, and that's what I'm doing right now. Now, okay, here's the problem. Okay? Like, not immediately boycotting. Okay, not something. But saying, oh, I don't know what's going on in the world. When, beside the pandemic, at, which at times has been the backseat of everything happening with George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, and all this. This is nothing new. This is before the bubble. I, I just, I don't believe that, you know, in a bubble where like, Rod Brindam, you're working 20 hour days. Rod Brindamore was throwing the Frisbee with his team. When uh, when Carolina were still in, like, don't give this thing. It was just it just wasn't a good answer to me. No, I, I wasn't. He wasn't reading the room there. I don't believe him. Yeah. I, 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 I yes, I bet you work twenty hours a day. I, I, there's lots of people who do that. There's Is no there, way they're clueless on what's going on around them. Yeah, sorry uh, for interrupting. Um, no it reminds me of the bread traveling thing, where the whole thing with Akima Liu and Bill Peters, and like the way he kind of summed up his press conference was, you know, we're ready to go back to hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's a kind of thing where it's, it's like it, it, they try to excuse themselves from the bigger picture of things where it's like, you know, we don't have a stake in this. Like we want to just play hockey and, you know, we're all good when that happens. I think the only thing with the trail living stuff that I will like kind of going back and forth with you is, he had to be careful, and this is his fault for not doing enough di- diligence with the Peters hire, is, like, he had to watch every single word he said. Yeah. But, like, you could have just – I don't think you had to say, to give you credit here, you didn't have to say we're just looking to get back to hockey. You could just say we're investigating no word further. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just, like, but Vino, man, come I on. Him. I don't believe it. And I'm it's, the biggest Alan Vino defender. He was a great coach. It's just – Stuff like this is – I bet he got back, woke up this morning and thought, oh, oh dear. There, and, you know, this is a big problem I've seen. In- well, well, he know, though, he said he doesn't check social media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't I know mean, what's going on. If yeah. he uses his time wisely, then uh, maybe he'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, uh, he has two days off. Also, was a little concerning about the East. You know, so you saw this just awesome gathering of all the Western Conference teams and, and the coaches. But today all I saw from the Eastern Conference – was it was it was Char for the Bruins, Anders Lee for the Islanders. Um, I, I couldn't even remember who was there for Tampa. John or, Kirk. 
it was Chad and Kirk, and then it was Van Riemsdyk for the Flyers. Um, yeah. It just felt – and, again, we talked – like, Van Riemsdyk was also another guy who, who was reaching out and people were giving credit to. And we talked about Shattenkirk, but – Yeah, Shattenkirk, Chara, JVR, and Anders Lee. And, and Chara, credit where it's due, was at um, some of the Black Lives Matter protests earlier. Mm-hmm. Though it did, it did feel a bit underwhelming to see such a, um, an amazing visual of all the Western Conference players. You see Perry, you see McCarr, you see Carlson – I mean, it's just, okay, here are the four Eastern guys. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bare bones. Sorry? It just kind of like, it's the same thing we were talking about. It's the minimum. Mm-hmm. Like when's, when are they going to figure it out? I mean, hey. Again. Do, you want, do you want a new audience or you want your old audience to die out? Because you can be with, like, that, that's, let's be, let's be honest. That's what's happening to the MLB right now. They know it. They're they're gonna try to fix it. When is the NHL gonna clue in on that? It's interesting you talk about that. I want to get a tweet up here. Um, so the Hockey Diversity Alliance, and they didn't make demands, but they, they kind of said at first of all, it was originally Evander Kane and the Hockey Diversity Alliance that kind of said to the league, like requesting suspend play. Yeah, don't. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to use the word demands because that makes it seem because there's a lot of people. Like I don't want to use yeah, the yeah. Hand here. Absolutely. Um, but one of the things that they did ask, uh, a few really cool things, like um, like arenas being used for um, mail-in voting. Oh, God, isn't that just a mess of the state? Well, everything in the state is a mess. Um, you know what? Um, like black in jerseys, um, making the blue line black. And also, they wanted $100 million to fund an anti-racism education and grassroots initiative over 10 years. And this is a tweet from Rick Westhead. Yeah. That works out to $312,500 per NHL team. Contacts, and this is per year. The NHL minimum salary per season is 700 k So about half a minimum yeah. contract per year. Go. You, you know what else that would fix? Like, uh, uh, let's, let's, let's look at what – quickly what that alone would fix number one the diversity in the sport uh number two that's getting more people playing hockey if you haven't noticed it's bare bones like all the numbers that have come out in the past few years is the number of people playing hockey is not going up it's an increase it's expensive exactly that's it that's it it's expensive stalls that's yeah yeah and hey um and again like growing like the diversity of the game again we talked about it i don't get more sorry sorry sorry, go i I don't think there are more than 10 people like players of color like how about right now let's think of everyone there's obviously there's suban there's simmons well two two suban two suban malcolm and pk yeah yeah um, yeah, Simmons, Bellamare, there's Kadri, there's Reeves. Matt Dumba. Dumba. And then you start struggling to think of names. Uh, Nick Robertson, half Filipino. Robertson, who's just, who's a rookie who's just came into the league. Um, DeAndre Miller. Yeah. DeAndre Miller, who uh, played as, Pierre, I don't know. No, but, okay, um, fine. I believe Suzuki is part Japanese. Yes, his last Nick name. Suzuki. His last name. Hmm? Um, oh, Kyler Yamamoto. Duclair. We're at 11. Yeah. We had to, like, come together there and, like... I mean, def- I, 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 mean well, like, I guess he's not playing in the NHL anymore. Pierre Oliver-Joseph, Devon- Matthew yeah. Joseph. D- uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly, but he's in the KHL right and now. And this is the problem. We're now talking about players that are either prospects waiting to get into the wings, rookies, or guys that are outside the league now, like Devontae mm. Smith-Pelly. Guys who are almost out of the league, like Anthony Duclair. Is Chris Stewart still in? No, he's in the minors. Who? Same uh, uh, Chris Stewart. So, oh, yeah. Chris Stewart. We forgot about Chris yeah. Stewart and I, and his brother Anthony. Um, yeah, but Anthony's not in the league. I know, I know. But it's a it's a nice nice figure uh, to have. If you think, right yeah, if you think that's an issue, because I know there's definitely people out there who's gonna think who think what that that demand that. Not demand that request is an is an issue. 
um, just to let you know, let, let's uh, let you in on the little secret here. If they do that and they grow the diversity in the game, that actually grows the fan base. And growing the fan base actually gives the league more money. And um, last time I checked, more money uh, for the league is good, I, I think. I think I'll double check uh, the math, but I'm like 99.9% sure that's good for the league. Uh, while you're doing that, can you ask how many Stanley Cups they award each year? I think I'm not Brian Burke. I'm not Brian Burke. Um, I don't have Gary Bettman's number, okay? To finish off here, I'd like to talk about – I want to bring up the official statement from the NHL and the NHLPA about suspending play, which, by the way, only came out an hour before the um, the first game was scheduled for today. By the way, nice little thing there. Um, and then, like, with that, I want to talk about Donovan Bennett from uh, Sportsnet. So this is the statement from the National Hockey League Players Association and the National Hockey League. Quote, after much discussion, NHL players believe that the best course of action would be to take a step back and not play tonight's and tomorrow's games as scheduled. The NHL supports the players' decision and will reschedule those four games beginning Saturday and adjust the remainder of the second round schedule accordingly. Black and brown communities continue to face real painful experiences. The NHL and NHLPA recognize that much work remains to be done before we can play an appropriate role in a discussion centered on diversity, inclusion, and social justice. I'd just like to read that one more time. Black and brown communities continue to face real painful experiences. The NHL and NHLPA recognize that much work remains to be done before we can play an appropriate role in a discussion centered on diversity, inclusion, and social justice. What? I will read that one more time because I think you can tell. Black and brown communities continue to face real painful experiences. Check mark. The NHL and NHLPA recognize that yeah. much work remains to be done before we can play an appropriate role in a discussion centered on diversity, inclusion, and social justice. You lost uh, me at the end. Okay. Well, yeah. We're still a bit there. I like think I know. Discussion should have happened already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's I think I get what they mean, but we'll, we understand. It's they another thing well. playing devil's advocate. That's not going to work out. Well. <laughs> we understand that the tragedies involving Jacob Blake, George Floyd, and Brianna Taylor Sorry, Brianna Taylor and others require us to recognize this moment. We pledge to work to use our sport to influence positive change in society. The NHL and NHLPA are committed to working to foster more inclusion and welcoming environments within our arenas, offices, and beyond. Perfect. Now, the reason Talk. I bring this up, sorry, is Donovan Bennett was on uh, Sportsnet Central with Ken Reed and Kali Agro, primarily with um, – Ken Reed for this interview. Okay. And I'll bring up something else he said in a moment here. But what he said, um, Donovan Bennett, what he mentioned is nowhere in this statement there is something missing. Do you guys know what that is? Um, this is something that I think is missing. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple things. Number one, did they bring up Jacob Blake? Yes, right? Yes, they said okay. they recognized so Floyd Taylor. Did they use racism like in it? In the That's statement, thing. they did not use the word racism, and they did not they, use the phrase "Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter." Okay, they did not simply put that in, and that is a—it's very simple to do, and it means the world. Yeah, and it's Donovan, like the obvious. Yeah, and then Donovan Bennett pointed out that also the NBA. Is even not mentioning that. Um, and I think that's the biggest injustice here. And talking about that one phrase I said a few times, I think is what they mean is like they still don't know how to deal with things and they're working on it. But Then phrase it differently. I'm sorry, you have, you're, you're spending how much on PR people and you can't figure that one out? Read it. Like we're, we're told to read things out loud as journalists. Uh, once we're done our stories, read it out loud. See if you find any mistakes. The thing is, like, when it, it comes to this, like, excluding these things, like, it's like they feel like they're going to offend someone. Who are you going to offend? Lots of people, apparently. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you, and it's something I want to bring up before we end this up and this podcast. It's white people wearing sunglasses in their profile pictures, trying to never watch the game again and not spend any money. Oh, that- yeah, that and one. That one's yeah, those, those are crazy. People on Twitter with no profile picture, just an egg as well. I think the Wayne Simmons one. There was one he responded to a guy. Yeah, he did. Like, he, Please, yeah, don't then watch like, 
Yeah, he's like, and that just, God. oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, like, come on, phrase it. Like, if I'm if I'm the NHL, and I read that out loud, I'm like, sorry, you wrote that like that. Uh, let's rephrase that because that makes it sound like there's work that has to be done outside of the NHL and the NHLPA, but the NHL and the NHLPA, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, ha- are, are going to be involved. They, they, maybe they're not like they're, the players can help outside of the NHL in terms of, Hey, let's get the owners like, like the NBA is doing right now. The Ro- Houston Rockets, their arena is now going to be opened up for polling in November. Um, now, which what's the one LeBron was, it's LeBron and another NBA owner are helping to keep another arena open during the election. Right. Mm -hmm. So from a player's perspective, I'd like to see them do something Mm -hmm. from the league's perspective, find a way to grow your game through diversity, because that's the thing you've been lacking for the last how many years. And you know, it, the fans know it, the players know it. And it's all great to talk the talk, but until you walk the walk, the talk means nothing. Mm-hmm. Daniel. Yeah. Um, a lot more has to be done now. I think like, like I love Alex's point with the inclusion aspect of it, where I remember this was a long time ago, by the way, but um, I remember when he was still like in his prime, like Jerome Beginla, they asked him questions about, why was it so hard for you to felt like you could break out of this game? Because he's like, it's still the same thing how it was before that it's, it's viewed as like a rich white boy sport that the accessibility to it is just not there. It's not existent. And what Alex pointed out with the percentages, it is true. Like based on like that assignment I had to do this past semester, you know, basketball is on the rise because it shows the diversity. It shows that it could, you know, take action on that platform they're afforded and, you know, hockey's just declining, you know. And I think the fact is that attachment to, like, say, you know, this is Canada's sport, you know, like, I, I'm i I'm starting to think, you know, it's it's misplaced in a way. I'm not saying basketball should be it, but I'm not saying that there should be, like, this whole thing where we put hockey on a pedestal and say, this is what it is. This is something that, you know, we shouldn't change. You know, don't ruffle it. There's a basketball starting to tip it. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll prove my point exactly, the what I brought before about how they're losing a generation, and this isn't just in Toronto. I I think it could easily be put outside of Toronto. How many hockey fans do you know, around your age? Um, there is you guys obviously. Like, yeah. Will is more of a basketball guy. Yeah. Um, my best friend is only a hockey fan because he got to play a bit of it. And my other best friend is a fan only because his girlfriend, girlfriend, and her entire family so played really and is getting him into it. So he's not a fan. But compared to the people that you know who enjoy sports, the people who like hockey, it's low. Yeah, it's mostly basketball and baseball for me. There you go. Basketball's the big one. The majority of the pe- of my friends who who like sports are more of a basketball fan than they are of hockey. I think of it like this. Um, with the money you can spend on a stick alone, how many baseballs can you buy? How many soccer balls? How, how many, much is a stick? How many basketballs? Ne- no, I just mean like sticks are the class. You're absolutely right. Uh, uh, next time Mike's on, I'm, I think we should ask him how much the average equipment costs. Like, cause he's played relatively yeah. recently. Yeah. And he probably know. A goalie. And, and I know, yeah, and it's a hundred. It's not cheap at all. What's a what's a, like a good bamboo like dream foam pillow? It's like hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> how much do you think those pillow pads and goalies are? Um, to like kind of wrap up here. Um, if you are somebody that just doesn't understand why these things, yeah, you know, why people are fighting this, why we don't get to see, listen, stopping. I forget who tweeted this. I saw and I had to steal it. Um, stopping playing sports is not going to change anything, but it's going to help shine the spotlight on that change. And um, the reason I wanted to bring up Donovan Bennett again is um, he's a young son. I believe he said he's like 12, 16 months old. And the same time Ken Reed was talking about how his wife had a, you know, a conversation with 
you know, their little, their your young child about like, you know what, you know, about how like black people kind of have being respectful, don't look a certain way at a cop, anything like that. And the kid was like, mommy, I don't understand, it's weird. Um, and then Ken Reed asked Donovan Bennett, he's like, Donovan, um, what about the conversations with your kid? And you know, Donovan's like, well, my kid's like this young, right? But he's like, when he's not 16 months, when he was 16 years old, I don't want to have the conversation with him that I had to have with my dad. Um, it, it was like, he also, he, he did like the famous Martin Luther King quote, like being like judged and, and thinking of like your personality, your, your, your character, rather than the color of your skin. Um, I will never understand what that is like. Um, I cannot understand otherwise how some people can look at someone who's black or brown or anything and just think they're lesser people. I will never understand it, but the best that we can do is try and change people's minds. That's, I guess, all I, I kind of have to say, guys. And I guess I don't want Donovan Bennett or anyone to have to have that kind of like conversation with their child. Because it, it honestly, and even saying it now, like it, like it's tough. It's tough. It, it, it almost brings a tear to your eye. And that's not what sports should be about. Yeah. That's what, not what life should be about. That's, you should never have to be scared of talking to your child about something like that when they're only 16 months old. That's a, such a red flag. Anything Daniel. else, guys? Yeah, but does Daniel have anything else to say? No, that was great. Thanks, Adam, for sharing that. Uh, yeah. Listen, there's... I think we should make it clear because I think there's a lot of crap going on right now that it's okay to ask questions, right? Like, I feel like that's, that isn't being said. And I think it's, it's very fair. And that's how discussion gets going. Like that's, that's how things change by talking. And I, and there's a difference between asking questions and being a jackass about it. There really is. Like, if you want to understand why, why they're doing it, then ask. Don't come up with reasons to, to, to say why they're wrong. Like, that's not doing anyone any good. If you want to know, there's lo- like, why are, why are they, why are they protest? Like, why are they boycotting the league? I guarantee you someone will respond. I almost guarantee that someone will respond will respond and if you ask it in a nice manner instead of being an ass about it so like you're gonna get a decent response i've seen it multiple times but i feel like my twitter timeline is flooded with just it a lot and i told adam i wouldn't i wouldn't get upset so i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get upset but i i did think like i think listen a lot of people are focusing on what the action is in, Hey, they are boycotting the league in trying instead of focusing on why the whole point is. And I think the sports channels are doing a great job talking about, right? Like they have time. They have how many hours of uh, time to fill because these games aren't going on. And I think for the most part, these guys are doing a great job at filling that time and, and having discussions. And, and, and Adam brought up uh, Sportsnet who have, I think, most of the games, of uh, most of the hockey games, and they're having their hashtag, their conversation like they were uh, back in November. And, and I think that's going to that's gonna create a lot of discussion. And, and, I, and that's why they're doing it. That's why they are not playing because them playing takes away from that discussion. They can have whatever they want on the back of their jerseys, but are, how, how often were we talking about what was going on? Not often. Like I turn on CB24 all day. Apparently I didn't realize this. There's pro, there were peaceful protests going on all, throughout the pandemic in New York, in Seattle, in Portland, but the only things I ever heard about were the um, were the ones that got violent, mm-hmm. and obviously that that's that's a media issue, and that's not for this episode. But that that's not this t- for this discussion. But listen, focus on why they're doing it. I understand you don't might not agree with 
the, their their protest. But hey, it's uh, I believe it's the First Amendment, and I know a lot of people complaining about it were, were the same ones talking talking about a different one. So, and I'm genuinely curious, and if anyone actually listening wants to respond and and let us know, I I'd be more than happy to understand. Uh, so I put this tweet out for all the people playing, uh, all the people saying that players shouldn't raise their fist during the anthem, kneel during the anthem, or shouldn't boycott a game. I'm genuine, like I'm curious what you think is appropriate for the players to do. Uh, there's a legitimate issue, and wearing a shirt or posting a statement on Twitter is not working as intended. It feels like every time something different is tried, it's always quote unquote stop making it political. Wake up. This issue isn't political. Mm-hmm. Daniel. No, I don't know. Just you guys had such great ending statements that I don't know what else to say. But like, I agree that you know, the fact that these boycotts are kind of happening. That I completely agree that it just people are just missing the fact of you know the what is the conversation and like again it's we talk about the Twitter culture and like how things are going to use for it. But, you know, at the same time, too, Twitter is a tool. It's, like, what you make of it. It's what you want to see. And, you know, these things have to kind of circulate, circulate more with why this is going on, what the conversation being shifted towards, and, like, seriously, what needs to be done. Because, I don't know, like, what I th- when I think about the NHL, it's just, like, you know, get out of, like, you know, quote-unquote, their bubble of their own thing. It's, like, a bubble within a bubble. Just, like, you know, get out of that. You know, it's... We've we've seen we've seen what's going on with it. That you know, if you want the game to grow, if you want to, you know, seriously, like in all in all honesty, I, I know we're hockey fans, but be taken seriously the same way globally, like the way the NBA and the MLB has been in terms of you know, not just financially, but you know, of in terms of like fans, then you know, do more. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, be good people. Even if you can look at you know. The generation before us and think they're the worst which sometimes it feels like that um it's then up to us this generation to make a change and then if we have kids and about you guys why not um you get them to change and you raise them to be good people um at some point you, you have to be that change um and we can be that guys um you don't want one more thing I want to bring about Donovan Bennett. Sorry, I don't mean to no get worries. the last word. No worries. Something that I've been kindly reminded of from the peanut gallery of my apartment. Thank you, Mom. Is um something Donovan Bennett said about how he's afraid that um his wife will have to tell his kid why he's not coming home. And um it's stuff like that is why we need change. There needs to be things like reforming the police. There needs to be things like bringing racial equality. Um, and that is why people are fighting for change. All right. It's for everyone to have a fair and equal living. Um, we all good then? You're good. I all right. So. Everyone, thank you for listening. Have a great day.